Hey, everybody. Welcome to Tapa Tuesday. This is Lindsay Warwick, the conduit on Spotify, YouTube, and Apple Podcasts now because I figured it out. So exciting. I'm super excited to have my guest uh, this week. We have Teresa Bennett Yates. She's a vibrational therapist and a lot of other things, but I'm super excited to have you on the podcast. I know that you were slotted I don't know, maybe last month or two months ago, and just life has been life. Um, And so I'm super glad that you are able to be on now. So thank you. Thank you, Lindsay. I'm so excited. (laughs) I'm so excited too. Um, I had the pleasure of receiving a sound healing from Teresa. When was that? July of this year it's been a few months it's been a while and I drove up to Calabash and there was a song that came on on the way to Calabash like spirit usually communicates to me through messages and I cried (laughs) all the way up there and I knew that there was going to be a major heart throat healing for me and Um, I never had a sound healing like hers before where she actually placed the bowls on me and I could feel them like vibrate into my energy centers. And it was completely amazing. Um, and yeah, we had some deep talks that day. Like, oh yeah, I had, oh yeah. I I had like a, a shift happen with one of my longtime friends and oh yeah, there was just all the healing happened. So super happy that you're here. And, uh, as you know, this podcast, Top of Tuesday, we go into uh, your spiritual journey. So let's start there. Can you tell us about, it's just like a light question. Can you tell us about your spiritual journey? Like, how did you get on the path? Uh, yes, I can talk about that. Um, so Just to back up a little bit, um, I was born and raised in a good old Southern Baptist family. Um, I like to say I was beat over the head with the Bible and knew it before I ever got here. (laughs) Um, Of course, it was interpreted the ways that that the Baptists interpret it. And there's I'm not bashing that at all. I just grew up in that. So I kind of that was my beliefs because that's what I was taught was right. Um, so as I grew older, um, life happens and at a very young age, uh, my early twenties, um, I had my first child or got pregnant and, um, I lost her at birth. So I had all of these people telling me this is God's will. This is the way it was meant to be, um, you know, be a strong Christian, so to speak. Um, in other words, I wasn't allowed to really grieve because I felt if I yelled and screamed and asked God why, I, that was weak or I wasn't, I didn't have enough faith in God. Uh, so I held that in for 25 years. I didn't express my grief. I just held it in and put the stiff lip up and said, you know, whatever. Um, so. I remarried and that didn't work out. Um, I kind of went through a bad divorce there and just kind of felt lost. And as I went through that divorce, 
I was kind of shunned by the church and my family and um, especially my mother. She didn't speak to me for five years. Um, and I'm just like, what the fuck is going on here? You know, I've been told about God's love and forgiveness, but yet no one is loving and forgiving when it comes to my shit. Mm. So, um, I, I met the love of my life. Um, almost too good to be true. I say like, you know, anything and everything you had asked for here, there he was. And we married and 10 months later, um, he died of a brain tumor. Uh, we didn't even make it to our first anniversary. And here I'm going again. Why is this happening to me? Like, why, you know, what have I done in this lifetime or others at that time? I didn't even believe in past lives that, ha that this is happening to me. Um, <clears throat> but that led me to where I am today. Um, through that, someone suggested to me, I know a Reiki person, you need to go get a Reiki session. This is what you need to do. And I was very reluctant, but I was at my wit's end and I, I finally went. And when I did, it was so powerful and healing for me that I needed to know more and dive more into Reiki. So I started with the Reiki classes, Reiki one, Reiki two, and, um, it changed my life. I always say Reiki one changes you, Reiki two changes your world and Reiki three changes your universe. Mm -hmm. But anyway, I went on to take Reiki three and get my master teachers just because I kept wanting to dive deeper. And it was just so life changing for me. Um, and about the time I was in the midst of all that, um, I had just remodeled my home, new home, moved back in it um, and was struck by a tornado head on. And in an instant, lost everything again. Oh, my just, God. Just like this is number three incident. This is number three. And this was back in 2019 ahead of Hurricane Dorian. Um, it spun off tornadoes ahead. And there, here I was. I lost everything. Everything. So, but I had Reiki in my life. So, you know, I went back to the principles just for today. I will not anger just for today. I will not worry. And just for today, I will be grateful, be true to myself and be compassionate. But that still didn't keep me from going, what, what the hell, you know, why me? What, what is happening here? Um, so I went on to, to study a little deeper because um, as I've learned, Reiki has been so Easternized um, as it's come over and it has different spins and everybody's got their own, but I just kind of wanted to go deeper. So I started studying with the International House of Reiki with Franz Singh. And he came from Holland to South Carolina. I'm like, I'm going to that class. So I took uh, an, another um, Shippenden Reiki three class with him. And I'm sitting there and had no idea what he's talking about. He goes to the deep esoteric teachings of Japanese Reiki. And I'm sitting like, I haven't learned any of this stuff. Mm. And I didn't know how I felt about it. And I was just back and forth. But we began to chant um, the precepts in Japanese. And when we did, I mean, for hours. And at first, I couldn't even say them. Like, well, why, are we, why are we doing this? I paid a ton of money for this class. And here I am trying to chant in Japanese. And I don't even want to be doing this, right? And it sounded horrible. But as 
the week went on and we began to do more and more and more. Um, the vibration of those words in Japanese are so deep. There's really no translation, true translation to the Reiki precepts. Um, the Japanese, it's kind of like the Sanskrit words where, you know, there's really no true English translation. Right. It's just like this frequency of it. Exactly. So we had the frequency and the vibration of these words and um, it changed my life at a, at a whole different level. Um, I got so sick after that class from chanting because so much deep sailor stuff that needed to come forth and heal came forth to be healed and be released through, through those precepts in Japanese. And I really thought I was going to die. I was that sick. I was like, what is going on here? Oh my God. Coming up and out. And that was probably like, um, when I say it was a true healing, it was a true healing. I was transformed after that. Uh, just prior to that, I had started adding sound to my Reiki practice because I love sound and it's cool. And I thought it was great. I took some Reiki, uh, uh, some sound training, but all of a sudden that took on to a whole nother level. I'm like, I started really to feel the vibrations and um, not just hear it. I felt it, you know, all our, all our um, cells vibrate to a frequency everything is a frequency and a vibration. And I'm like, I've done this before. This is so familiar to me. Like if I haven't done sound healing in a past life, then I don't know what, you know, what I have done. So I just took on a <clears throat> whole new thing to itself. So I started doing the sound with the Reiki and just kind of adopted my own little um, healing um, through both. I don't really follow protocol with either one. <laughs> I just do a spirit leads. Uh, but that kind of have, has led me on that path. Awesome. I think it's amazing. Um, and I talked about this like last week on the podcast with my guest, uh, Veronica. Uh, she was talking about how I listen to some of your podcasts and we're all really the same, you know, like we go through these moments of suffering. Um, and it is up to us to choose which way we're going to go. And I found that from this podcast, which is the reason why I wanted to do the podcast in the, in the first place was to demonstrate that you have free will when you have these moments of hardship or suffering, you have the free will freedom to choose. And a lot of people, that is how they got onto their spiritual path is from suffering. Mm. And so, I mean, you've suffered immense loss and, and now you utilize those experiences that you've been through to help other people move through their grief or move through their pain or their stuck energy through your vibrational therapy. It's amazing. Thank you. Yeah. I, um, one thing with the Reiki that I learned was, you know, it was always be your true authentic self. Reiki is about being your true authentic self. You would hear that, but I'm, I'm like, what does that even mean? Um, what does that, can we talk about that? I Let's talk to. about authenticity. What the fuck does that mean? 
Well, let me tell you. <laughs> We're going to talk about it. <laughs> thing, Lindsay, of what does that even mean? Because I'm not the same person I was in my 20s, my 30s, my 40s, 50s now. Every day I'm changing. I'm like, who am Every I? day. I'm- every day we shift, right? Every day we shift. Every day my beliefs slightly change. Um, or I'm more aware of things that I wasn't before. So I believe things differently. Um, but I learned, um, who my true authentic self is and who your true authentic self is, is we are the divine. We are made in God's image or the universe or whatever you want to call it. Um, some call it divine source universe, God. I like to say God because that's kind of how I was raised. And then sometimes I'll say universe because I don't want to offend anybody because people get really offended sometimes by the word God. But just this week, I decided if someone's offended by the word God, they need to ask themselves why they're offended. If I'm offended by the word universe, I need to ask myself why I'm offended. If I'm, you know, that's not my problem because this is the point where it's not my business why you're offended. Right. That's, that's between you. I and don't care. Or, or, or whatever. <laughs> like, as long as I'm being kind and compassionate, like your shit is your shit. Absolutely. Your shit is your shit. Everybody, and- everybody is a mirror too. Well, that's the thing, Lindsay, we are made- as trigger points. We're, every one of us is made in God's image or divine's image or whatever you choose call that for you. Exactly. Everybody uh, is an aspect of God, right? You were listening to Veronica. We talked about this, the, the course in miracles and how we are all aspects of God. We are all aspects of God. So that's your true authentic self. We are all aspects of God. We are all light. We're all saying, you know, we're all these light beings or we're light workers, but I still didn't even know what that really meant until very recently that we are light. Um, Going back to the beginning, God said, let there be light. Well, with light comes vibration, which densifies to sound, which densifies to color, which densifies into creation. Mm -hmm. And that's what we are. And every one of us, are the same. We have different lifestyles. We have different beliefs. We, we have different hair colors and eye colors and all the things. But like you said, with Veronica, this is just a a meat suit that, that we have taken on and anything outside of love and the vibration of love is not my authentic self. Anytime I'm in fear, it's the opposite of love and I'm not being my true authentic self. So oftentimes I will, I'll get upset or I'll be, you know, feel fearful about something and then I'll bring it right back to just for today, I will not worry and I will not be angry and all the things. And it shifts my perspective into remember who you are. Um, My husband used to tell me, you know, you're deserving. And I never felt that before. And that you're all these things and you deserve and you deserve and whatever. And he would say, um, he would say, I love you. And I'm, I'm like, why do you love me? And he'd be like, cause you're my, you're my baby. You silly ass woman. 
But that's the same thing God would say to us. You're my baby, you silly ass woman. Have you forgotten who you are and who you belong to? Mm. That's our in itself. Now, what happens is we forget that and we take on the fear, we take on the anger, we take on the worry and the ungratefulness and we stop being true to ourselves and stop being compassionate, which puts lampshades on our light and covers our light. But as we peel off layer by layer, we begin to stand in our true authentic self. Which is love. Which is love. Yeah, it's been a journey to be aware, have that self-actualization, the self-awareness of when you're in the ego, when you're in the fear, and you have to shift your own vibration. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's the work, you know? Well, a lot of times we live in lower three chakras um, of our ego and they're necessary, but that's the only place we live from our emotions or our feelings or, or, or all that. And we don't live from our, our higher three, but we really need to take the higher three and the lower three and come here to the heart center and Again, I've learned like going in those deep esoteric teachings of Reiki, you know, you take the heaven, you take the earth and together, just like with the chakras at the heart, you have heaven on earth. You have heaven within you. Yeah. Not, there's nothing outside of us. It is. And I think that's where we fail to realize we're always looking for something outside of us to, to please us, to make us happy, to, to do something different for us, but we're con- everyone I know is constantly looking until they figure out there's nothing outside of you because you are the, the child of God, or you are made in his image or you, whatever, how you want to word that, or you are a piece of him, a spark of him. Yeah. Every, and we're, we're all just coming back home. We're all walking each other. Home. I know. I absolutely love that Ram Das. Like we're all just walking each other home because it's true. Like we're all here to shine a light for each other, but in the same sense, like this world can't exist with just love and light. Like there has to be that resistance and contrast for expansion Right. Because if everything was the same, it, it, it nothing would exist really. Like it just would whatever. But Abraham Hicks talks about the contrast and the resistance and well, the really? contrast shows you what you want and what you don't want. And yeah. And I think that souls here on earth, because this is a great school, right? You're a school teacher. This is a great school here. And I talk about this with my shamanic Rose priestess mentor earth school. Like it's an honor and a pleasure to be here on earth, to do what we're doing. And souls are on different levels of ascension, you know, and we teach each other, no matter what level we're on, you know, it's like, we're shining different things and showing each other different ways of being. And yeah, it, it is an honor and a pleasure to be at earth on earth, well, I, even though it doesn't feel like that. Sometimes I'm like, what the fuck am I doing here? But <laughs> the, um, 
the different levels of consciousness, you know, even within myself, as I was telling you every day, like I shift and I change because I have a bigger awareness uh, of things that I did maybe previously, um, just like in my twenties, you know, and thirties, as things happened to me, my, my, there was that shift or that awareness. Um, but until I really was aware that, um, I'm not responsible for anyone's awareness or their, their Christ consciousness, as in the Heart of Miracles talks about, um, my own. I'm only responsible for my own. Um, but as I come into my own, hopefully that will shine over to someone else that makes them curious about maybe raising their consciousness and so forth and so on, so that we do all get there sooner than later. Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, let's tell me then about like, what are some of your spiritual practices, personal spiritual practices? I know. I feel like there's so much we can talk about, like so, so much. Cause I definitely want to get into, you know, your sound healing and, and all of that as well. But and so I guess you also, your conception of God is God, like you call it God or source or. Well, I call it, I'm more comfortable saying God, I think because I was raised to say God. Um, and then I kind of shifted into sometimes saying universe or, and, and, but just like I said, just this week, I realized why am I being made to, to call it something that I don't call it because I might offend someone else. Um, that's not my issue. That's their issue. Um, if I have a problem with what you call it, that's my issue. You know, it's, yeah. it's all the, so I like to say God. Um, I like to, to set with God. I like to get up early in the mornings. That's my spiritual practice. Most mornings. Um, how early? It, <laughs> It depends. You know what? Sometimes I'm up at 4.30 and then sometimes it may be 8.30, but I do get up early enough that I'm not rushed out the door for my day. I will at least allow a couple of hours to, to be with, uh, in meditation or be in prayer or just, or just to be. Mm -hmm. Some days it's more, some days it's less. Um, but I do make that my practice. I don't just do it when it feels good or I feel like it. And in the beginning, I, I hated it. Just like the chanting, I hated it. I'm like, why am I doing this? I could be sleeping in. Um, I've had to get up early on my life. Why am I doing this now? But I begin to make it a practice. And then it just became who I am. Uh, I can't really do life without doing that now. Um, I look forward to the early mornings. But when I do get up, the biggest thing I do is I do chant the Reiki precepts every single day, sometimes for five minutes and sometimes for hours in Japanese. Mm -hmm. um, and I kind of start my day with that vibration with just for today, I will not anger. I will not worry. I will be grateful. I'll be true to myself in my way and be compassionate to myself and others. But I, I say those in Japanese to feel that deeper vibration, just like we would chant in Sanskrit or, or whatever. Um, the Lord's prayer sometimes, you know, if you ever hear it in Hebrew, 
it's completely, I have no idea. Do you know how to say it in Hebrew? No, I don't know. I was going to say, would you be comfortable chanting the Reiki in Japanese for the podcast? Absolutely. I would be comfortable doing that. Yeah. Okay. This is my Southern Japanese. Um, One thing I learned learned about chanting is it doesn't matter what dialect you chant it in. Um, it's still the same vibration. So, I mean, I, I can do that if you'd like. Um, do you want me to do that now? Yes. Okay. I think everybody listening should take a deep breath in. Deep Maybe. breath out. Leave <sighs> the vibration. I don't know, but... So beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> oh, so yeah, that every morning. <laughs> For, for hours sometimes. I love the early morning um, because that's like, I don't know. I just love the early morning. I know like, what are you in your theta brainwave state? Like when you wake up and it's very malleable energy. So you can do a lot of reprogramming in the morning. I actually just started an abundance uh, book, a 40 day prosperity plan where you meditate every morning for 40 days consecutively. You try to do it at the same time. I have a lot going on in my life. Uh, I'm going to do my best, um, but I want to do it every morning. And I already noticed the shift. So I do think a daily spiritual practice. I mean, I need a daily spiritual practice to be um, emotionally and spiritually and mentally and physically well. You know, I think I really need those those things. So I think that's really important and really beautiful that you have a practice, of course. That's my practice. And I also have a practice of chanting the light mantra, uh, which is, is, again, there's no words. It's just called the light mantra in Japanese. And that's just kind of bringing in the light or asking the light to oh, ooh, do to, that one to embody you. You want me to do that? One? <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, I always invite you to take another deep breath and maybe close your eyes again. <laughs> just take, just take it in. It's a little different pace. It's a little different than than the precepts, but it goes like this. It's Hana bakya bibrishano makabatamini hindabajin barahadabatayon. Hana bakya bibrishano makabatamini hindabajin barahadabatayon. Hana bakya bibrishano makabatamini hindabajin barahadabatayon. I love it. You're so amazing. Oh, <laughs> well, let's talk about your vibrational therapy. Let's talk about the sound healing and, and all the other things that you offer. Okay. Um, so I am a vibrational sound therapist. I'm a licensed therapist. One of the only ones on, uh, in North and South Carolina on the coast. Um, so with that, I work with therapeutic singing bowls. 
Um, they're made to be on the body. They're a little different than just a bowl that you might buy somewhere else. Um, they're made to vibrate deeper and you, you've experienced this. So you know what that's like. Um, it's like an internal massage. Yeah. Uh, the vibration goes like eight times deeper than a deep tissue massage would. It goes down to a cellular level. So as you place these bowls on the body and I do it more intuitively where I feel it needs to go for someone, there is like, you know, a protocol you can follow like with a massage, but I've just kind of, I don't really do well with following the rules. So I, <laughs> I kind of just do it as I feel spirit leads. Um, but you place the bowls on the body. Um, you get the vibration at a cellular level. You get the sound, which comes next. Like we just talked about, you know, everything has a vibration and then it, it becomes sound. Um, so it almost immediately entrains your brain to be in that state of meditation. You're really neither here nor there, that perfect state. Most people get there really quickly and some people go right out to sleep. Uh, not everyone, but a lot of people, especially men, I've noticed like they are out, like as soon as the balls hit the body. Um, and what happens when your mind is in that state is the body can repair itself. It begins to repair itself because you're in that perfect state of meditation. Um, things can come up like you've experienced this. I mean, some people go in there just for physical ailments, like their hip hurts, their knee hurts. They, they know that helps with that physical ailment, not really realizing that that physical ailment is really probably an emotional trauma that they've stored there because not everyone gets that or believes that nor just, and it doesn't matter. Um, but they come in there to, to feel good or feel relaxed or just, you know, just like you would go get a day at the spa. Uh, some people come in there for deep, deep healing. Um, and whatever your intention is, is what you're going to receive. Um, things can come up as the bowls vibrate at that cellular level. You get a lot of unstuck energy going, um, that trauma that's stored and things come up. And sometimes visions come up from past lives. Sometimes um, just uh, emotions People will cry sometimes. Um, people will laugh sometimes. Whatever needs to be released is released. Um, I've said this before. Like, it's like it doesn't really matter why you come in there or what you come in there for. Uh, you'll leave with an amazing experience on some level. Definitely. It's super deep and um, very, it, it, it was, it was very an intense experience for me, but in a very beautiful way. And like, like I said, I've never experienced a sound healing like that where the bowls are on me and it, I was vibrating from the inside out. Right. It's, um, that was part of my healing process too. Like I said, you know, I jumped into the Reiki with all the grief and the things I needed to heal, but the sound had a big part of that too, um, to kind of bring stuff out that was stored in my body that I probably wouldn't release on my own. So the two, the two modalities together are just beautiful. Mm -hmm. So do you have any examples of like any profound experiences that you can recall that you'd like to share? Of course, anonymously, like you don't, you know, or if you don't feel comfortable to, um, I would love to hear about, you know, if there is a particular experience that you had with a client that you want to share. 
I've had so many profound experiences with clients. Um, I know it's like everyone is, is profound, it, but it's so different. Like each one is so different. You can't say this one's more profound than that one because to that person, it was profound. Um, sometimes I don't even know what they're talking about and, but it was profound, uh, for them. And I'm just glad to be able to hold the space there to do that. Um, one thing I like to do before a session and, and or anytime I try to be this way as, as much as the day as I can is to remember and stand in my true authentic self while I'm doing these sessions um, to show up as um, the divine, to show up so that they can remember their divinity. Um, if you can stand in your divinity with someone, it sparks that remembrance, whether you're doing Reiki or you're doing sound healing it sparks that remembrance of their true authentic self because we all have it. It's just a matter of digging the layers off and the lampshades off to get to it. Um, so I like to get into the space of not being worried or angry or ungrateful or anything while I'm in session, um, especially so that I can hold that space that they can remember whether that's the bowls on the body or whether that's a Reiki session. Um, but I've had so, some very profound things come up. I've had people that have forgotten things um, that they've buried deep and you can place a certain bowl on them. Um, and they'll, they're like, it took me right back or it brought me back to this remembrance of this time, the other time. Or I have the big bowl that I, I don't know if you remember that. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> a lot of times when I place that bowl on someone's back or stomach, um, it's such a deep resonance of um, vibration that um, people will cry because it's, it kind of has that ohm sound and vibration. Yeah. And people begin to remember, they begin to, to break those barriers down that they won't talk about. Uh, I had someone recently um, come to me for a sound healing and I could just feel the tension around their, their middle. And um, it kind of felt to me, because a lot of times I feel the feels, and I'm sure you do too. Yeah. That, you know, like, okay, they're feeling this or that. You can't really explain that. But um, it felt like how I felt when I lost my daughter. Um, the aches and pains of, of, of birth. And I've, I've seen this lady several times. And I'm like, I just have to ask you, have you lost a child? And she just exploded. And just, she says, I never talk about it. It's never been talked about, you know, all the things. And um, that was just, it was such a release for her. And then later, you know, she reached out to me and she said, I can't thank you enough because I've, I've held that in for so long. Um, that's a beautiful story. And then I've got a story as simple as one of my very first clients was about to have a knee replacement being all this pain in her knee. And she came to me for relief and then ended up not getting the knee replacement. Be just Why? because the vibration actually 
moves the inflammation. It, it, it works on a physical level, a spiritual level, an emotional, all the levels. It just depends on how much you want to receive from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, I still think about my experience that I had with you um, and I would love, love, love to do it again. And I know you're offering training. I am going to offer training starting in November. I've really been called to. um, I'm sending the intent to be there. Yes, Um, you will be. I think that's my next step in the journey. Remember, I was like, I think I'm supposed to be doing frequency work with people like the Reiki, the shamanic work I do, and then add the sound. And remember I said, do you offer trainings? And you said, not yet. And I said, you will. <laughs> well, it's so funny because right when you came in, I was, I had kind of played around with, I would love to offer training. Um, but then again, you're like, who am I to do this? Who, you know, why can't some, they could train somewhere else, but I really felt called that it's time, you know, it's hard to teach until you've had the experience and kind of teach from, um, direct experience, whether it's Reiki or whether it's, it's sound or anything else. Um, you can teach like there's a knowing like the book stuff. And then there's a knowing in your soul. And I just felt it was time to share this. Um, so I have just put together a, a very big, thick, training manual and have set the dates for my first training in November um, 18th, 19th, and 20th of this year. And then I'll have another one after the beginning of the year and hopefully um, several of those a year. Um, I had someone from Beaufort reach out from me to me today and ask if I would come down there and do training. So I feel like that is my next step. On yeah. My, um, I didn't really plan that, but yeah, here we are. (laughs) I saw it. (laughs) It's the, thank you for for holding space for me. Um, so what was, what do you think is the difference between, cause it, it says, you know, you are the only licensed vibrational sound practitioner in the coastal region of the Carolinas. What What makes you different than other sound healers? Like, what does that, what's the difference? What's, you know what I mean? What's the difference? So, um, sound healing is popping up so popular now, you know, like, like yoga 20 years ago. Um, you know, you, you didn't hear of yoga that much. And all of a sudden everybody's, you know, into yoga or Mm -hmm. yoga. Um, that's kind of the next thing sounds kind of coming on that next wave of that's the big thing um i think people use and and there's nothing wrong with this it's beautiful you know people will buy a beautiful set of bowls or they'll get bowls or 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 instruments or whatever and play and that there's nothing wrong with that um with the being a therapist basically means i had um, the training went through extensive training, um, kind of like a massage therapist would go through, um, to do the bowls on the body because putting bowls on bodies different than, than being on the floor and you playing them or what, whatnot. They are therapeutic bowls. Um, I have other bowls that I use like in sound baths and stuff and gongs and whatnot, but the bowls that I put on your body are actually made 
to do what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, which so they're therapeutic bowls. Uh, I've had the training. There's you can be certified and then you can be licensed, which just basically means um, it's ongoing education, continuing ed. You don't just stop there. I, you know you have to do so many continuing ed classes to keep your license. Um, so as I'm an ongoing student of sound, um, which I love. Um, so that's kind of what makes that different. There's nothing wrong with buying bowls and playing. That's beautiful. Uh, it's just, I've had a lot of extensive training in it and, and how, how to do it, even to do sound baths and, and things of that nature. There's trainings and, um, and a retreat every year in Nebraska for uh, vibrational sound therapists to attend um, to continue their education. So amazing. Now, when you're doing these sound sessions, do you get messages from spirit? Do you see spirit guides? Like, do you have those types of experiences with clients? I do. Um, Not always. Mm -hmm. Sometimes strictly a sound session. Um, And then with your experience, Mm -hmm. uh, we're having the exact same visions and experiences and all the things. Sometimes I get those and I don't share them because the person's not open to hear that. They're just there for whatever. Um, But then when I have someone like you come in, that's just ready for all of it. You know, I will say, this is what I picked up on. This is what I was feeling. This is maybe something I heard in my ear. Sometimes I know what it means. Sometimes I don't know what it means, but here's your message. Take with it what you will (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, type thing. I don't, like I try not to go in there with expectations of I need to give them some type of feedback afterwards. Right. I just like my intent is when it's done that we both just go, wow. And what happens from there happens from there. Uh, and I, some people I let lead into that if they're open for me to share, some people can't handle it. It is very, it is definitely very intense, like the level of, of the vibration of the, of that type of sound healing. And sometimes, um, sometimes it's too much for people. I've had to stop in session because too much comes up for people emotionally. Um, one of the ladies, um, that I trained with while we were training, um, just boohooed on the table like nonstop every time that we practiced on her and we we're like do we need to stop her you know are we hurting you what is happening and she's like no just continue and she just started releasing all these childhood um memories that she had held up of all this sexual abuse she had been through and never released it and then ended up sharing it with like 25 people wow while she was there. So it brings up a lot. I feel like you gotta, you know, with healing, it's like the more you resist, it persists. And also you have to feel it to heal it. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I think it's amazing. Um, so, you know, how long have you been doing this? Um, I've been doing this since 2018 um, or 19, 18, 19, somewhere in there. 
uh, is when I got certified to do sound healing. Um, and it has absolutely been life-changing. How much has it healed you? Yeah. Right. That's what happens. <laughs> how do you measure that? I don't know how you, I don't know. That. I know you can't measure it, but it's like, you know, I, when I did my yoga teacher training, I didn't think I'd ever be a teacher. I, right. I wanted to do it to deepen my spiritual practice and my connection to God. And now I teach classes and it's like, that wasn't my goal. And it's like, you know, you, do you probably, I don't know, is that similar to your story? Like, did you pursue I never technique? thought I would teach Reiki. Mm-hmm. I, I do, I'd like, I always said, I'm not a teacher. I don't know how to teach. I don't, that's not my thing. I, <laughs> yeah. I speak. Like I've always been really shy and didn't like to speak, but after, um, setting with it and after whatever, there, I didn't have any other choice but to teach. Um, I'm not saying that's for e- everybody, but I, I know once you've had enough direct experience with the modality, whether it's Reiki or sound or any other yoga, whatever you're doing, um, once, once you've had that direct experience, um, it's hard to be quiet. It's hard to, to not share what you know with others as far as the barometer of healing, um, that continues daily. It healed me enough that I was able, I knew I needed to share the sound with the world, you know, that, that's, yeah. what I, um, it's not just something I wanted to know something about. I knew I had to share it, which that's when I started sharing. And now I've done that long enough. I'm ready to teach it. Um, and whatever level people are ready to receive that, whether it's, whether that's at a, you know, just a book level, there's a knowing, and then there's a knowing, but that's not up to me what they receive. That's up to them. Um, but each time I do a session with someone, I'm healed a little bit more myself. I love that. And I feel the same way every time I do a Reiki or anything I'm the mirror is there and the opportunity to heal is there. And it's super, super beautiful and amazing. Um, but yeah, I'm excited that you are going to be teaching and, um, just so grateful that you're able to be on the podcast this week. Um, is there anything else that you feel called to share in this, in this now moment? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> I was just getting ready to say, I want to say one more thing. And it, it doesn't yeah, have that's so funny. It really has nothing to do with either one. I just want to say how beautiful God works um, and how I know you because I'm okay. in a circle sister um, group that I've been in for some time. And one of those sisters lives in Florida and she reached out to me and said, I have a friend that recently moved to the Myrtle Beach area and I would really like you, you know, she's looking for a community. I'd really like you to reach out to her. And I'm thinking, uh, she's going to think I'm a freak if I reach out to her. I don't know. And so, um, oh my God, I'm going to cry. Cause I remember the exact moment I met you now and where I was at in my life. Holy shit. So 
we we friended each other on social media or whatever, but didn't know each other outside of our mutual friend. brought us together. Gene brought us together. Archangel and, Michael brought us together. Yeah. And then I, know. I went, I went to a sound bath healing with a friend of mine oh. down South Myrtle and rolled our mat out. And my friend goes, I think that's Lindsay. <laughs> and I'm like, who's Lindsay? <laughs> and then I looked and I'm like, is it? I don't know. Should we say anything? So then afterwards, you know, we just, and you, and you were right beside me, like of all the people there, you were right beside me. And, uh, you know, Ooh, I was going through it. Remember I rolled over and I'm like, are you Lindsay? And then there we go <laughs> there. And then boom, here we are. And it was at a sound healing. Was that a sound healing? Yeah. No God is, God is good and gives us what we need and Absolutely. doesn't give us more than we can handle at any given amount of time. So that response. thank you so much for being here. Um, how can people reach out to you? Um, I mean, you'll be tagged on my social media and all right. this, but okay. is there another preferred way that you would like people to reach out if they, you know, they want a session or. You can find all my offerings and all my information at um, cloud9reiki.com. You'll find all any sessions that are offered there. Um, I also do one-on-one mentoring and hold some circles and, and t- those types of things as well. Um, but everything is there, my email, my phone number. So the best way to just get it all in one shot is cloud9reiki.com. Thank you so much. You're so beautiful and amazing. And I'm really grateful that you could be on the podcast this week. I'm just Um, a member of you, sweetheart. Oh, thanks. And yeah, to the listeners or the viewers, definitely get a healing. If you're in the Carolinas, uh, get a healing from her. It is next level shit. And uh, reach out if you feel the call. And thank you for tuning in this week. Thanks, Teresa. And I hope y'all have a beautiful week. Thank you, Lindsay. Love you. Love you.